to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you're listening on an app, make sure to subscribe to my show or follow me. And if you can, give me a review, like a five-star review. You know, hit that button on Spotify. You just got to press the button on iTunes. You can press the button and you could write a review. I love good reviews. I like reading the bad reviews too. They're kind of funny. Um, if you want to be on the show, this is like a call-in show where most of the time people are calling in and t- talking about their naughty secret lives. You remain anonymous. That's why it's called Strictly Anonymous. I'm anonymous. You're anonymous. I change your name. I even change your voice. So you'll And you could call me from a block number. Like, I don't really need to know who the people are either that call into my show. Uh, but what I love to hear is your real story. Um, and I give you that place here to call in. Remain anonymous, but tell your story all of it. A lot of times people on the show are telling their stories for the first time to you guys, my listeners. So if you want to be on the show, send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. If you don't want to be on the show, but you have like a short little quick confession you want to tell me about or call in about, call my hotline, nah, 347-420-3579. Again, th- uh, 347- 420-3579. The number will be in the um, description. That is a confessions line that I have. I have so many confessions now. I air them mostly on my Patreon, but I'm eventually going to be doing something with them. But if you have one, leave it there. Today I have on Captain Mark. I was very excited to talk to Captain Mark because I watched Below Deck. Okay. I have told you all before I love reality TV. I don't care what anyone says. It's like my favorite thing to watch. So I watched Below Deck. And if you haven't seen that show, it's like, you know, a reality show of like, you know, captains. But it's more so they focus on the other people on the boat. This is like, I'm focusing on the captain. And he's here to say that, like, you know, he's done a lot of things while he's been uh, a captain of a boat. And he talks about it. The thing that he was mostly into was hooking up with cross-dressers. Uh, you know, sissy boys, that was his thing. That's what he loved. And while he was working for a lot of years, I think he said like 15 years, that's what he did. He went onto Craigslist. He, he did the club scene a little bit. But when he would be sailing and stopping at different ports, he would hook up with cross-dressers. He was um, very attracted to like very feminine cross-dressers. He's the dom. He's an adrenaline junkie. He talks about that. Uh, He talks about how, you know, these kinds of hookups, how and why they really got the, you know, were of interest to his adrenaline junkie. part of his personality. Uh, he also talks about where he's at now. I mean, he had two ex-wives as well as he has a new girlfriend who I'm trying to get on the show because she sounds super interesting. She has a really interesting backstory. He talks about her backstory. He talks about how he met her. He talks about 
what went down in his first two marriages and how he cheated and why he decided to leave his first wife. Those stories are always interesting to me. I love talking to somebody who's had a full life because, I, you know, it's like a, watching a biography. You could see different points of time, but you also see like where somebody wound up. And I love that because a lot of times I think people look at their life and they're like, they just look at where they are right now and they can't see what's going to happen, you know, 10 years down the line. And I always tell people like, even if you're going through a tough time, watch someone's biography. Like most people go through bad times, difficult times, but things change, you know, but a lot of times you're not seeing the full landscape. So I love when I talk to somebody like Captain Mark, who's been there, done that. He's had two marriages. He's an older guy. He's been through a lot. And, you know, you, you hear about these times in his life, those 15 years and now you hear where he's at now and he's not doing that anymore. Um, why did he stop? And, you know, but, and I love that kind of full view of somebody's life. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Captain Mark. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Captain Mark. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Thank you. No, thank you. I've never had a captain on. I got to tell you, and I don't know if you watch a show, but there's a show. I love reality TV. <laughs> there's a show called Below Deck, and they have Below yeah. Deck Sailing and Below Deck, you know, the, like when they're on yachts. And I love those shows. <laughs> so I'm like, I've never had a captain on my show. <laughs> um, well, I can tell you those shows, I mean, I've been on, my boats I'm on are usually smaller than that, but I've been on big boats like that. And there is a lot of drama for sure. That's what I mean. And that was what I was going to say. Like, you know, I know that the drama and the SEX is going down with the crew and all that stuff. But, you know, the captain just always seems to be like on the DL. But, you know, and I'm, I'm always thinking that they're just not doing anything because they're just like hyper focused on their job. But like you're here to say that there was some stuff that you were doing when you were a captain that wasn't shown on Below Deck. <laughs> Right? <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Yes. And I was, uh, I've been very fortunate, and I actually still drive around boats t uh, this today mm -hmm. uh, or these days. But uh, I've spent many years running up and down the coast on different boats and uh, having some very interesting experiences. I love it. So tell me your story. I'm a little excited. Yeah. So, I mean, done a bunch of different things but there was a time when i was really into the young femboy cross dressers mm -hmm. it's just really hot and so using craigslist when it was around mm -hmm. i would contact people and make arrangements to meet them tell them kind of when i would be in town and you know it was a lot of work for one thing i mean this whole cheating and the, all i've listened to a lot of your podcasts Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of work. Totally. Um, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All on the sly, of course, but it's very hot. Very hot. But wait a second. Before, I love that you're just going right to it. But let me get a little backstory on you because I don't even think I know so much your backstory. Because you say, oh, it's like really difficult and it's a lot like this cheating thing. So should I assume that you were married through all of this time? So uh, my... So I was married for 25 years. We've been together for 30. And I started cheating on her, I don't know, about the last four or five years. Okay. And uh, and uh, anyway, I, I, I'm not very proud of that. But that's just the way it is, human nature, you know. I had uh, very limited experience. We got married quite young. And I just reached a point in my life, I just kind of went nuts with the whole thing. When did you realize that you were into 
cross dressers? Like, was that going on like in your in your fantasies while you were married? Is that something that you played around with before her, or were you doing stuff online? I mean, like, how did that come in, and where was that within your relationship, like the timeline? So it 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 kind of the interest kind of did start online, but as I'm, you know. And these different places, like when you, when you're down in Miami, and I ended up gravitating towards you know the the alternative uh, bars, let's say. Yeah. And it was just so hot. I just I just became kind of consumed by it uh, for for a while. You know, in in some ways, it's guy the guy thing is easier. There's less emotional stuff, at least right. in the beginning. You mm-hmm. know, and me that might have been some small part of it, but. You know, it was really all about the cock. It was. But when, so when did you realize that you were into cock? I don't, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe when I was in my uh, late 40s. Right. Mm-hmm. I've just, I've always been obsessed with sex ever since my dad's first Playboy, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, I, I guess I can't say for sure where it came from, but it, it ended up being a very powerful force. Right, right, right. Okay, so now you're sailing around, and when do you have your first experience? And is that something that you found over Craigslist? And it was the first yeah. time that you, you know, got into like this alternative lifestyle? Was it was it like going to one of those clubs? Is that what how, how it started? So the clubs kind of started it, uh, yeah, for sure. And I was never a bar person, really, or picking mm-hmm. people up. I never really did much of that. But I guess I just got curious enough, and of course the the pictures and everything. And I'm just like, I had the opportunity and the time and I'm like, let's try this. And once I had a little taste, boy, it was, uh, very, very exciting. And I, like I said, I had opportunity. Right. Because you're sailing around and you're, you, right. you're kind of like I'm, anonymous, right? You're far away right. from home. I'm totally anonymous mm-hmm. by myself, you know, and, and that was before smartphones and stuff. So, you know, we had the internet, of course, you have to stop and always trying to work connection as you're working further down the line it's kind of crazy really right i remember those days but wait so so you go to your first club or did you hook it up through craigslist i forget let's get to that first experience uh, up in craigslist yeah okay so what it was your ad because listen i used when i started my show that's where i found people to be on my show i went on to craigslist posted ads i responded to people's ads like if i would have come across your ad what did your ad say or were you responding to other people uh i think a little bit of both Mm -hmm. um when i i did try just locally yeah uh in my local you know the city nearby you know, just looking for a fanboy. And I did get a few responses. I, I honestly, I don't remember. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so I don't really remember. But then when I was on the trips, I was just, res- you know, researching and looking and looking and looking and responding to ads. And, you know, there's a lot of flakes and a lot of no-shows and all of that that happens too. Um, but uh, anyway, so it, it was a challenge in that regard. But once you did, you know, I'd, I'd stop somewhere, get the boat all cleaned up, go get a room. And then, as I mentioned, you know, it's it's the waiting for the door to open and just the whole build up to it is I'm, I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie anyway. It's very, oh, yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, and, you know, you open the door and and more almost all the time the picture was true. Sometimes it 
wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, uh, I don't know, it was very, very hot. And, uh, and just the, you know, the, the look and the the look of it, the voice, which I love that Femi voice it was a huge turn on mm-hmm. and, um, you know, all shaved, all smooth. It's really hot. Let me ask you this because, you know, younger people really love labels and stuff. And I find, you know, the label thing at first I was like, Oh my God, this is like ridiculous. There's so many labels. But the more I talk about it and the more right. people come on my show and talk about it, I, f- I feel like there is some, it is very helpful in a way because it does help you, f- you know, figure like put yourself in a place where you don't feel like you're so out of the box. Right. Cause I feel like, you know, back in the day when there were no labels, if you were anything but, you know, the two things that existed, you felt like a freak, you know, <laughs> it was like, um, and now you could kind of define it and say, okay, you know what? I'm like, this is what I think I am. Do you, have a label that you would put yourself in do you consider yourself bisexual do you consider yourself you know straight do you how would you label yourself so i i, I certainly have been bisexual mm-hmm. so yeah I, th- I think that's fair right but it covers the whole spectrum and uh i don't know uh back when i was doing it and, and when i was much younger you know the, i lived in a out in the country and it was all very kind of homophobic so this has always been nobody has ever known anything about it yeah uh except i've told my girlfriend that i have now oh but interesting okay than, we'll get to that yeah. That, was, yeah other than that it was completely like taboo and then some yeah for sure mm-hmm. it still is a little bit more way more so than it is for a woman to be bisexual you know it yeah. still has a little bit left over but I think it's definitely changing thank God for guys so now you have that first experience does it freak you out afterwards like because you're just like the first time you've been with you know you, first of all it's the first time you cheated right on your woman on your on your wife uh, no, I had, I, when I first started cheating with my first ex-wife, yeah. the, uh, it was with other women. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so I did some of that for sure. Um, good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about, while remaining anonymous or not anonymous. If you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. 3579. You could call that number 247. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. But I don't know. Uh, like I say, it was, I guess I'm not really sure how to explain it, but it was so different. And, and, and it was like you could feel like you could do it without any real attachment. I guess that was part of it. Cause, yeah. You know, I'm a obviously I'm not a faithful guy, but I was I was we had a good marriage. If, other than that, so mm-hmm. and uh, I'm I I, I completely fucked that up. But you know, people are people, and I just reached a point in my life. I just like I was all in. I'm a very 
you know, all in kind of person. And I just went nuts with it for a while. Right. And you, and you were into it. So it, there was enough of a detachment that you didn't, you were able to compartmentalize it. So you didn't really feel guilty or feel like maybe you were even were cheating. Cause this was like something totally separate than what your wife could give you. I don't know. I'm speaking for you. I was so, yeah. so yeah, I have always kind of had that ability. Like yeah. that's a completely separate box, mm-hmm. completely separate, unattached. Yeah. To the rest of my life. Yeah, I think it's so hard for someone on the other end of things to understand that, but that I think there's always two sides to the story, right? And so I do think that a lot of people that do something like this or cheat, you know, they they do compartmentalize different or have that kind of attitude. So the intention is a little bit different than what the other person thinks the intention is, you know, whereas the other person just feels hurt. So, you know, but right. it's, it's not, that wasn't really the intention. And I mean, sometimes it's different. I think all cheaters are different and all cheating stories are different. And that's why you do need the whole story. Um, right. You know, you weren't having affairs. You, it was just sex. It was something that you couldn't get at home. And it was something, cause like you said, you're an adrenaline junkie and you're like all in. And so now once you're there, you're yeah. it's like a free-for-all so you start going to these clubs all the time now in all different ports no no not really uh-huh no, no like I'm just you know i got i got exposed to it a little bit here and there yeah and like i'm not really into the bar scene but it just opened my eyes to that mm-hmm. and um like i said uh, as i said i you know i met some really interesting smart nice people yeah. know, more often than not and and I mean, I'm a broken record just saying it was hot, but just the experience of <laughs> the intensity of it was unlike anything ever. Like, Explain know, it. A, yeah, explain that. Go yeah, into that know, more just, if you want. Because uh, that's what people are, other people like you are going to be listening is they're going to want to hear that. Right. I'm always cock blocking the hot stories, but go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I say, when you're, when you're waiting for the door to open and you've seen the picture yeah. and you're, you know, you're hoping that's what it is. And uh, just, you know, you open the door and there he, she is in this beautiful dress and the, just the way that they move. And, you know, you don't, you know, in the very beginning, you very slow to touch. And, you know, of course, I always had some wine going and the like. And just the way the intensity built. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was... When you have, when you disconnect the emotion from it, yeah. it's just all physical. Mm-hmm. It's different, you know. In what sense? Um, I guess it's like uh, in the well, in the beginning, when you first meet someone, let's say it becomes your wife, whatever. But in the beginning, the sex is just like electric. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And so I guess that's what I mean about it. That it's a one-off deal, and you know you're there for for one thing, and. Uh, it's just fulfilling that fantasy, which I guess we all do in different ways. Yeah. Now, are you a top? Are you a bottom? Do you do everything? I mean, what what do you dig when you're, you know, full on in that experience? So I'm a top, and I think as time went on, the you know the power dynamic, you know, I I do kind of get off on the controlling and the power side of it. You know, not oh, in interesting. Uh huh. Yeah. Not, mm-hmm. not in a rough way, but just, you know, taking command, which is kind of what I do, being a captain. Yeah, yeah. 
it is interesting, though, I have to say, because a lot of times, and it's never across the board 100%, so I always love to talk to someone who's, you know, breaks sort of the stereotype, but I have heard a lot of times that people kind of switch, you know, it's the, the that CEO who's in charge of a million people tends to want to be submissive, you know, in his, in his secret naughty life sometimes, because it's sort of a release of what they typically experience. But you're here to say, like, I mean, that was who you are in your real regular life, and you enjoy enjoyed being that person also intimately or when you were hooking up with people for sure for mm-hmm. sure and you know i'm a i'm an aries so i'm a me a too yeah you're kind aggressive. of a control person oh uh, yeah and you know pushing like when you focus on something uh-huh. that's where we're going and, right uh, so that that and that that was a big turn on too and like i say not not in a rough way but you know do this now I want you to do this and it's incredible right and I mean can you count on your one hand how many experiences you had or could you totally not count I mean was this something like because you said you did it just every now and then for a couple of years I mean did you hook up a lot yeah I did hook up a lot because Mm -hmm. I would be you know I take the I take a bunch of boats south in the winter and then I bring them back north in the spring you know Mm -hmm. and so I kind of got into I had a regular group, but I knew where I could stop and I knew where it would kind of typically work. And I had my favorite places to go. Right. And I had the, the luxury of the freedom to just be like, say completely anonymous. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, uh, anyway, what, what were your better. favorite places to go? Uh, I love Charleston. Charleston is fantastic. Um, really fun palm beach of course is fun had some great experiences down there too mm-hmm. and then i i regularly transit through uh, manhattan down the east river and yeah so that's kind of one of my i go through there quite regularly let me ask you this where did you find the clubs and the you know the places where you would meet like-minded people that were into what you were into i mean do you do you can you name those places too because i always just think that people who are listening might be you know into the same thing so you could be helpful right so i really my i went to a couple of clubs where i just got exposed to it Mm mm-hmm and, and after that, I didn't really go to clubs at all. Oh, okay, right. Arra- you said, you said I would that make arrangements times, yeah. <laughs> yeah. via the phone and email, and I would come into town, and we would have our have our little session. Right. Um, so typically, it was in that hotel room, your hotel room, and this was stuff that yeah. you did through Craigslist. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to give your partner like the best head they've ever had? <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Or are you like me and you're dying to squirt, but no matter how hard you try, you just can't figure it out? Well, then I have the perfect thing for you. And that's Beducated.com. Beducated.com is like the Netflix of sex ed. They have over 70 online courses on everything from how to give good head to solo sex to BDSM and kink to dating and everything in between. They have over 100 plus hours of videos with real people in it teaching you exactly what to do. And when I say real people, I mean you see it live. Like if you want to figure out how to give good head, the video shows you how to give good head. Okay? 9 out of 10 subscribers say Beducated has improved their sexual happiness. So what are you waiting for? Go to Beducated.com and use my code Anon for 65% off your annual subscription. It's only $9.99 a month and you could cancel at any time. So you have nothing to lose. Go to Beducated.com, use my code 
Anon for 65% off your annual membership or just go to the description, click on the link and your discount will be automatically applied. Thanks, Beducated, for sponsoring this episode. And now, was it always a one and done thing or because you were traveling back and forth or, you know, in maybe the same ports, uh, you know, all the time? Like, did you see these people more than once? No, it was a one and done thing. And and sometimes, too, uh, you know, I would actually, the boats of a different size or whatever, so I'd actually bring them onto the boat. And that's, boats are very sexy to me. Mm-hmm. It's such a, a really hot environment. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, people love it with a big fancy yacht. So yeah. that was very fun, too. So now, would you do that when you were just doing like a crossing or something and you weren't with the whole crew? I mean, or did you, you brought these people on when no one was there, right? Correct. Yeah. Right. And, and most of the boats are, you know, 40 to 80 feet. So not on the big stuff you see on the below deck, the smaller boats. Yeah. Which yeah. I would often be with myself by myself. You would. And, and yeah, what were well, you doing? I mean, like, as like, what well, were you just bringing the boat from one place to another for the owner when you're doing a, yep, a gig yep. like that? Oh, okay. So I'm bringing the boat, say, from like Nantucket or the Hamptons down to Palm Beach or somewhere down south. I, that's that's kind of great. That's kind of like amazing. I mean, do you love when you get a gig like that? Because I'm assuming you do both, like charters with I'm, people, and as well as ones like this where you're just moving the boat from one, but you're by yourself. So I'm totally addicted to it. I've been in boats my whole life, yeah. and uh, I have run bigger boats with uh-huh. crews and done charter work and stuff. But I've also done a lot of it now. These days, I just I just move boats for private individuals, and I and I usually the boats are big enough to have one person on board, and I don't do it anymore. But yeah, um, you know, hooking up with people, I kind of that was a phase of life. And it was incredible, fantastic, and it, it seems kind of unbelievable now. Yeah, that's interesting. How long did you do it for? No, probably fifteen years, kind of. Wow, you know, it's not all the time. It's not all the time. Of you course, know, it was a couple times in the spring or whatever. And I didn't all. I mean, the extreme was when I went from, you know, from in ten days, I had five or six hookups going down the coast. I, right. I did that maybe twice, but mm-hmm. other than that, it was. It was less. <laughs> right. And now you told, you did mention that your girlfriend now, so you had more than one ex-wife. You have two ex-wives yeah. and then you're now, how long have you been with your girlfriend now? And when did you wind up telling her? I, I'm assuming you just told her it's like a past thing, right? So it's not like you guys engage with. Right. No, we're, uh, so we've been together four years now mm-hmm. and uh, fantastic. She is, she's arguably, I think she's more interesting than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, she's had a, quite an amazing life as well and sexually as well and so we we feel very fortunate of connecting we're enjoying immensely not really you know just i don't know as you age it's changes you know and yeah the the intimacy now is i'm not going to say it's better than it's ever been but it's you know it's fantastic and at this phase of life um i feel very fortunate i'm lucky because this kind of thing could completely screw up your whole life. And honestly, when I got divorced from my first wife, I kind of put myself through 10 years of hell. Um, and uh, what do so you mean? I'm, glad to, I'm glad to be past that. Well, I met another woman and we got going and that was the best of the best and the worst of the worst in five-year <laughs> period. Oh, God, right. And I was cheating on her too. And it was yeah. just a... How did you? But how did you then transition out of that into meeting this woman? How? Where did you meet her? 
Uh, I actually met, well, through a business that I was doing. Mm-hmm. She's in a similar business. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I contact, maybe we can help each other out a little bit. Yeah. That's how I first met her. And then uh, she was teaching a course on how to, um, how to present yourself in front of a camera because at the time I was starting to do some YouTube stuff for my business uh-huh. and it just developed very slowly. Uh, and I, uh, I don't know. Anyway, it's, 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 Not a, no, life. I like this. So, I like hearing about this relationship too. Tell me about, yeah. um, tell me about how, cause you said she's like, you know, like more interesting than you and even sexually the stuff that she's done. Like when did, who started revealing their past first and like, what has she done? And then how did she react when you told her what you did? Um, remember we weren't too far down the line when we started talking about a little bit Mm -hmm. i mean we've revealed some stuff to each other but it's kind of like i don't really care and she doesn't really care what happened and some of it maybe i don't want to know um so we know it's we, we know it's there yeah um but it's not you know like a uh it's not something we get off on. Yeah. I guess that's one way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll, I'll email you a link to her thing. Um, and you can check her out, but she's like, she's, she's a quite an interesting person herself. What's her thing? Uh, well, she was, uh, lived at the, she became a model. She lived at the Playboy mansion for three years. She became kind of a in-house dominatrix. Um, lived in Manhattan for a bunch of years, had a modeling company and anyway. I'll send you you the keep link trying to, to you keep like it's so funny you're so interesting to me. Like you just keep wanting to like, oh anyway, like we don't want to talk about it. I need a story from you. So if, the more you talk the better. It's all good. Wait a second. So I need her on my show. Do you think she'd come on and talk about her interesting life? Well I kinda what I was thinking about yeah. with Kathy is that I I would have her listen to yours. with mine. Yeah. And then, because I think she totally would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love stories. I think she totally would. Yeah, yeah, I love. And you know what's so interesting is like, I mean, I don't know if you guys are watching. I mean, you, I keep turning it back to TV. I rarely talk about TV on my show, but like, you remind me of Blow Deck. And then she, you know, right now, all that whole Playboy documentary is airing on right. TV. Has she been watching that? Uh, we've watched, uh, I, I guess we, there was one on YouTube or. I don't know. You watch we some watched parts one. of it, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. We watched one, and and you know she is incredibly defensive of Hugh Hefner. He was a wonderful guy, right? You can't right. believe how much he looked after these women and took right. care of them. Yeah, that's interesting because um, mm-hmm. that's and, very and contradictory to you know what it, the the picture that's being painted on there. So it would be so interesting to talk to her. Yeah. She's like I say. She uh, anyway. You'll, I'll uh, I'll cook you up with her. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're so funny. Anyway, don't like I don't know. D- trust me, your stories are super interesting, and like you know the yeah. like you don't have to like brush through them, right? Because it's the details. You listen to my stories. Right. It's like all the details that people listen to right. are interesting. So she doesn't mm-hmm. do any of that stuff now. You guys are monogamous to each other. With yes. each other. Hmm. And you're still a captain. You're not doing, oh, yeah. right? I mean, you're not yeah. uh, doing any of this stuff. Now, like towards the end, what what, what, what happened or what do you think? Or were you just going through a shift in your life? I mean, why did it end? 
I think it was the, uh, I didn't have much such sexual experience before I got married. Yeah. The first time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we did have a good sex life, but no, I just kind of, uh, I felt it was like unfinished business in a way, you know, uh, often I hear you guys refer to, you know, if, if you're younger and you don't do that much at some point in your life for a lot of people, it comes out one way or another. Yeah. And, and so I just went completely nuts with it. Yeah. Totally on the down low for, I don't know quite a while um and i never it's funny i didn't really feel bad about it Mm -hmm. Uh, and i feel like it's something i had to do i mean i just i was driven to do it and you know some people certainly got hurt and i'm not proud of some of it but it was so fantastic i really don't regret it right it's like that sowing your wild oats i mean that's the saying comes from somewhere now did one of your wives like you said some people got hurt did anyone ever find out about what you were doing um yeah so my second ex-wife uh ended up caught me cheating with the woman not Mm -hmm. directly but found out about it right and, uh, yeah, that was not good. But did anyone ever find out about you hooking up with the, I mean, what's the, the cross-dressing, the femme, like, uh, what are they called? Boys? I've never told, yeah. I've never told anyone. Mm-hmm. And I still wouldn't to this day, but I like to have been listening to your show and it's like, uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me, you're telling her, but you did tell your girlfriend now, right? She knows? Yeah, yeah. Right. And, well, you know, life changes. When you get older, you just and you know, you get different mindset as time goes on. Your perspective changes. Yeah, for sure. Now, I mean, you're still like once an adrenaline junkie, always an adrenaline junkie. I mean, where do you get your rocks off now? Is it still, you know, sailing as well as like what what other kinds of things do you do? I'd say really the biggest thing from well, I do some art stuff, but that I still I move quite a lot of boats. Yeah. And I just, I totally love it. The boats are fabulous and I love the ocean. Mm-hmm. I love being on the ocean. So anyway, that's, that's really it. And other than that, you know, I, I gave up motorcycling and, uh, which was terrific too. So when I, so I, I mean, I raced motorcycles for yeah. many years Yeah, and it was the intensity there was not dissimilar to the intensity right before the door opens, you know? Right. Same Very, thing. You mean like so that when the door opens, when that guy should, when the the right. right. What do you call them? Like a cross dresser. You were into cross dressers. Yeah. I was into yeah, but you know, young kind of femi. You know that that was the other thing is you know I was really after a certain look. What was the look know? that you were after? Well, young, slim. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess was was the biggest part of it, and. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess that was it, really. Young and slim, and, and like I said, the, it was also the the voice, like that femme voice. I just got super turned on by that, too. Mm-hmm. And then we throw just a little bit of domination in, and you get some response to it. Uh, I don't know, huge turn off for me. And you were always the man in that situation, right? You never did any cross-dressing or anything like that yourself? Uh, not real. Now, maybe just a little bit when I was young, but no. What do you mean when you were young? What did you do? Well, I mean, you know, putting on your mom's panties or whatever <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. But, you know, that was, that's when I was quite young. Right. And, I, and then, like I say, I kind of in my teens all the way through my, probably my 30s, mm-hmm. I worked and was in an environment that was just flat out homophobic, you know. Yeah. So I, I could never bring any of that up. And I, at the time I was, you know, having I had a wife. I mean, I didn't cheat for many, many years with my first wife. Just raising the kids and all that, which was terrific, too. Right, right. So you've lived many different lives, which I think is, you know, is the way it should be and the way it is for a lot of people. I think a lot of times people think that you have to, like, choose one way to be and then you have to be that way forever. Like, you look at it with celebrities. Like, God forbid a celebrity, like, changes things up. They're like, people get fucking horrified. Like, when poor Angelina Jolie decided to be a mom, like, you can't be, like, what she was before and be a mom. It's like, no, actually you can. And that's actually, to me, more real and normal that people grow and change, you know, and get into different things. But so many people think that, like, you gotta, like, you sign up for one thing and that's all you could be and it's like no like why not be five different things in your life why not well, totally change big, it up yeah that was a big thing in my first marriage which mm-hmm. I thought was a, it, it literally took me five years to decide okay i want a divorce and she never caught me cheating yeah and but i just got we had been together for 25 years and i i could see what the rest of my life looked like yeah and I'm just like, no, that's not what I want. I need mm-hmm. more. I need something different. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a it's a big leap, you know? Totally. I think a lot of people don't make that leap but feel that way, right. but they stay because of a lot of reasons, you know? I mean Right, for sure. Yeah, what gave you the courage to finally leave? Because I think a lot of people don't do that. And what you know, what was it yeah. that happened to you that made you finally say, you know what, this is what I want to do? And like, how did she take it? What did she feel like the rug was pulled from under her, or was she on that same page? No, no, it was completely rug from out from under. Which oh wow! I, I wish I wished that I had had the fucking courage and balls to tell her what was really going on, but I didn't. Right while it was and, going uh, on, right? Uh huh. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, what? another thing led me up to it at the time, or to, getting towards the end, I was out running bigger boats full time. I was going all over the place, not all over the world, but half the world. Yeah. Just seeing, just seeing all kinds of stuff, meeting all kinds of different people from different countries and everything. Yeah. And just, you know, it's a big world out there. Yeah, and you felt like when you went home that you were missing out maybe? Is that what it was that made you feel like, oh, you wanted to move away from that because it was holding you back from that world? Yes. Right. Yeah, I wanted more, which is kind of my thing anyway. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, you know, everyone everyone's different. That's just a part of your personality. But so what did you, when you said it to her, like, I mean, were your kids older at that time? I'm assuming you had kids. Like, were they? Because yes, yeah. I think a lot of people do stay a lot of times for the kids and they don't want to make yeah. that move. And But, you know, it, I think a lot of times when the kids are finally grown up and out of the house, people who have been unhappy for a while sometimes make that move. So when you told yeah. your wife it was totally for her, and and like was your whole family and her family also equally shocked? Um yeah, I think so. So the kids were out of the house, they were gone. Yeah. And we did we did some marriage counseling for a few months. Uh-huh. And and that even kind of in a way solidified it more. I'm just like, you know, trying to hold it together, but I in the end I'm like I don't want it. I just don't want it. Right. You had and made your so, your decision. Right, yeah. She was still trying then, to hold on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's a wonderful person, and I only wish her well and all that. But, you know, the 
bitterness was pretty extreme. Yeah, I was going to ask you know, if you're like, because, you know, that's the mother of your children, right? I mean, do you, or right. there is now so many years later, is there any kind of relationship there or no? She fucking hates me. Still? <laughs> yeah. It's interesting yeah. that people could, you know, hold on for so long, right? I don't, well, I don't maybe, get it. Maybe yeah. that's part of, maybe that's part of the mindset too, uh, just, you know, of wanting to get out into the bigger world. I mean, we live out in the country and people can be kind of small minded, you know? Yeah. You mean she had, she was small minded. Is that what you're saying? I, I would, well, maybe that's not the right word, but anyway, yeah, I guess. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I always look at things as like, I don't know, like evolved or less evolved and kind of like no one's right or wrong. It's sometimes I'm like, right. you know, some people are a little bit more evolved, but it doesn't make them better than the person that's less evolved. And it's like, you know, it's it would be like someone in fifth grade saying someone in third grade is dumb. You know, no, they're not as smart <laughs> as you. They're just not right. there yet. You know, so you if there's yeah. no comparison and there's no right. better. It's just where you're at. And so maybe she was less evolved, like I said, but it doesn't make her less than it's just it's not where she's not where you're at and doesn't see things. No, and, you for know, sure. Mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. yeah but you, you know, but you meet and maybe that was part of it through my yachting world. I mean, you meet people that are just plain interesting, you know, yeah. they just do with all these different things and really open and. That was not what I was living in at the time. Not that it was repressive, but it just wasn't enough. I mean, yeah. Well, look, you wound up finding your way to this woman who you're with now, and like you, and this is someone that you say is like more, even more interesting than you, and probably as equally as interesting, or more interesting than all those people that you met. So it was right. Like you had this, you know, it's kind of like a self fulfilling prophecy. I mean, you do kind of figured out what you wanted and you eventually wound up having it. There's nothing wrong with that. And you know, then there's no way I would be where I am now unless I went through all the stuff that I went through. So totally, uh, you know, like everybody and I don't know, I'm in, I'm in a great place now and, uh, very happy about it. Yeah, no, that's great. I want your girl on my show. Okay. You do. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to get you to talk more, but I feel like, you know, this is, but, um, let your girl it's, listen. Yeah. What were you saying? Yeah. It, it, uh, it's just funny that because obviously when I listen to the stories too, it's the, it's the hot stories that we're all in it for. And I, you know, I don't know. I guess I just don't have it in me right now or something. But What, to tell those I, stories? I, yeah, I don't know. I guess I said my piece. <laughs> That's okay. But if you want to tell some hot stories, like, listen, I think a lot of times I cock block those stories because I've always like want to peel back the onion and I love the psychology behind everything and stuff, you know, but I know that people right. are here for that too, for sure. Um, but yeah. I always hope that along the way they learn things and they hear different things, you know, and, and stuff um, because I love that bigger picture thing of like watching how your life changed and what, you know, where you were. And I love that kind of stuff. But, you know, if you want to tell a couple hot stories, that would be great. Uh, if you see. don't, you don't have to. But if you ca- could, that'd be wonderful. Then I wouldn't have to pair this with anything else. Right, right. So uh, the one time I was go, so I was gonna fly down to Palm Beach to pick up a boat and bring it back up to the Hamptons. Yeah. And so you know you're online and trying to make a connection, and I do make a connection, and you never know if it's gonna work out. You mm-hmm. know. So I get down there, and, and I'm in a nice hotel, which is always a lot of fun. And, uh, I meet this person and I don't remember her name now, 
and it was one of my earlier experiences and uh, just was very gentle because uh, I was really kind of first time exploring at that time. Yeah. And I just remember it was it was just super gentle and and geez, I don't even know what to say about it. So I guess I don't have a story. No, you do. <laughs> Go like so super gentle. Like was she physically like what you were like? Explain what she looked like. Explain what right. you guys so, did. So mm-hmm. right. So she. So she's about uh, I don't know five six. I'm five ten, and very thin. You know, long blonde hair, a little summer dress, and you know you would never guess. You know that it was a, a trans. Yeah. Um, and because I. For I don't remember why I met her in the lobby and we walked up, <clears throat> and uh, then just the sensation of you know can can I touch you is it okay and because I I am a gentleman actually yeah. and uh, then you know just kind of slowly peeling off the dress and the clothes and I don't know I, I guess. <laughs> I'd have to think about it. <laughs> now, when you say you're like, do you give head yourself, or do you just like to be on the receiving end of that? That I mean, no, I totally love just the smooth little cock, or not always little, but generally smaller. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. Just the feel of it in your mouth oh, mm-hmm. is absolutely fantastic. Right. So- uh, yeah. And did you swallow? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I would ask I my have, girlfriends yeah. that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I have. It was very hot. Right. Oh, it's the pulsing. And the, it's really fantastic. Yeah, because there is some sort of like, there is like, I feel like even if you're like a dom, like a dick in your mouth is like you, you, you're in control of that. You know, you're turning that person on. So I feel like that right. is not so, it doesn't have to necessarily be like a submissive thing. Right. I mean, you're, you're no, not in control. At all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And in a way, I mean, you're kind of almost uh, at times you're, you know, almost worshiping, you know, this beautiful little body. Yeah. You know, that you, that you could never get even close to. But there you are. Yeah. And like, say, you're, the adrenaline and the your, your skin's just tingling and it's fantastic. Right. And so you savor every moment of the beginning the lead up, the build up. Absolutely, the whole, all the way through. In uh, you know, like say I'm a gentleman, very courteous and respectful, and that's what I found too. A couple of times, the picture didn't match. Yeah. One one time, even close, and oh, I really? probably should have said go away, but uh-huh. I didn't. Yeah. Um, but it's you know, in these you're in these different places, and you know. As I said, you know, you're like in control of a kind of an out of control situation. Yeah. And there's a buzz to that, too, you know. Mm hmm. Uh, anyway, very hot. And so when that person showed up, it was a it, she did not look like her pictures. It, she was worse, I'm assuming. And then but you still yeah, went through with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. And I, and, you know, I like to say maybe I was too nice about it, but, you know. It's. I also understood that you know this is a. Could, this was before everything was so free as it is now, and the yeah. stigma was even way bigger back then. Yeah. And so I tried to be very mindful of that as well. Right. You didn't want to insult anyone or feel like right. you were coming from some sort of like phobic place either. No. No. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's still fucked up. I don't care who you are or what you label yourself. If you're just putting up fake pictures, it's bullshit. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah, but I get yeah. that you would be like, you know, you don't want to insult the person. They're there. Right. Right in front of you. Well, it, I, another really fun place was in uh, Atlantic City, right? Mm-hmm. So I pull in there and get a room. And then you're down. And then I'm down at the different bars. And, you know, there's hookers all over the place. Yeah. And I was kind of looking for trying to find, you know, a little trans. Yeah. And, you know, so it's a little bit of a guessing game there. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of kind of really fun, too. You know, the, the, the should I go talk to this person or that? And you talk. And so there's the voices involved and the way they move. And I know it's, it's the, the mystery of it was pretty exciting as well. Oh, that's interesting. So would you, you'd have to tr- try to figure out who was trans and who wasn't. Right. Was yeah. it always that? It was it always easy, or was it sometimes difficult? Uh, I'd say generally it was easy, mm-hmm. easier. Not yeah. real, you know. There's a certain look and a certain kind of, you know. I like that little bit of trashy too, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're real slutty looking. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so, I mean, that was. I don't know what the tail signs, telltale signs are. But for you, that's what you would look for and you would find it. And then you would also confirm with the voice because that was something yeah. that you were really into, right? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And how, how much would they charge business. when you did the hookers? Like how much would like did you pay for that? I would say from like between two to four hundred depending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have to tell you, it's like the best money I ever spent. <laughs> You know, I had no trouble spending it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, You know, it's just, you know, it's not, it's not a bad thing in that way at all. Good. You know, in a lot of ways, it helped me for a long time stay in my first marriage Mm -hmm. um, because I was getting that satisfaction out of it. Yeah. And uh, were you doing that with like female escorts as well? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's just transactional, right? I mean, everyone knows exactly what they're getting. Very much so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's nice when you, when they leave and you close the door too, you're just like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> totally. Everyone's paying for different things. I mean, I've had escorts on my show too. And they talk about, I mean, some people are looking for that girlfriend experience. Right. Some people are, lo- you know, looking yeah. for not that experience or that, you know, I mean, but it, it, you know, it serves a purpose. And like I said, it's transactional and it seems like for you, because most of all these times it was just like a one and done. It was just a sex thing that would, you know, and, uh, right. and it worked for you, you know, it that would totally be the perfect situation. I, yeah. Yeah. And, and because I really was earlier on really dedicated to my marriage. Yeah. Oddly enough. Yeah. And I, you know, it was so it, it, and, if you're not out trying to develop something, it's just like, let's go, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and it's always the first time with anyone is really, really exciting. You know, that, that's a big part of the excitement that first time. Mm-hmm. So again, that's where the adrenaline thing comes in, you know? Yeah. I think that's where women and men differ a little bit. And it's never to yeah. say that this is a hundred percent across the 
board, right? But most right. women, the first time isn't that adrenaline rush. Maybe there's a little bit of uncomfortableness, you know, and so it's, and I think that's why you get less women, you know, there's less gigolos out there than there are escorts because it's not like women go look for that one and done thing as much as like a man right. can experience it because they don't get that same pleasure out of it. Not to say that they can't fuck someone, like, listen, I could fuck a guy I don't like and very easily, like I've had booty calls and stuff, but it's not like I would just see a guy from across the room and could do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the feelings don't have to be there, but it's not like I'm wired that I just see physically someone and I could just go and have the greatest sex and be done with it. You know, that grows in time and it doesn't even have to have feelings attached. So I think, you know, there's, there is that difference. I think men are a little bit, in a way I would feel like, you know, you're more lucky that way. Like, I wish I could be more like that because I think sex is great and fun, you know? <laughs> so why not? Absolutely. You know? And, you know, men, we're wired to fuck anything. And yeah. I, for <laughs> yeah. a while I did that, you know? Yeah, no, I remember a friend of mine saying, like, you know, Kathy, like a guy could be walking down the street and see a girl across the street and like if her skirt just like breezes up and I see a little bit of her leg like I'll go home and jerk off to that girl and I'm just like (laughs) oh my god living in New York I'm like how many guys have gone home and jerked off to me like you know I wonder because you know who I'm that girl on the other side of the street like I wonder how many people have done that to me it's just so different but like there's no girl okay that's walking around the city of New York and sees like you see a guy and you're like oh I gotta go home and jerk off to that stranger you know it just doesn't happen (laughs) but guys do right (laughs) yeah yeah, it's probably a good thing you know totally totally yes i think that there's a that that therein lies the balance right yeah exactly Mm -hmm. i mean a lot of times i tell my guy friends like if you were gay you'd be a lot happier you know they're just always complaining like this one won't do that and i want this and i'm like be gay because then you're like just straight up with someone that's a completely like-minded but sometimes maybe like that someone that's a little bit less than whatever winds up pulling you in and then there's a little bit more of moderation on any, you know, and that happens to be with anything. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, it's my girlfriend, she spent, she was a very, still is, but very attractive woman. Yeah. And so she spent a significant portion of her life deep in the gay world yeah because she could be there without feeling like people were coming after her all the time. And she's felt a lot of safety in there, you know. Sure, and she, I mean, she lived on on the east side for I don't know twenty eight years or something, and yeah. was really involved in that gay community in that in that time frame. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna end it there. I hope she's listening. Okay. We'll make up a name for her. That's your girl. If you're listening, please come on the show. I'd love to talk to you. Uh, because your guy has talked you up. You sound fascinating already. I already have questions for her. So make sure she listens to this. And if she wants to come on, um, you know, have her email. I'll lo- I'd I love will. to have her on. I think she'd be wonderful. Thanks so much for calling in, Captain Mark. Do you watch Great. Below Deck? You. Uh, you know, I not much because I'm in as a captain thing. Yeah. That, that Those boats are multi- multi-million dollar pieces of equipment yeah. and there's a lot of stuff and machinery and yeah 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 this, this whole young people complaining and fucking and everything else yeah which interests obviously a lot of people yeah it has nothing to do with keeping that boat going and i'm right. being a boat captain i like 
I mean, do they ever show the engineer on there? Have you ever met them? Or? No, most of the time, no. no. And but they exist, which is always fascinating. That you're like, what? There's a, there's another person there that we've never seen the whole season. Yeah. You know, like have you ever seen the engine room? Right, right. And <laughs> they're probably the I, most important person on that boat, right? Yes, they are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally, like they they like they go to the captain and typically they just show him like sitting there in his bed like on his ipad or you know they just they really make it seem like the captain is you know on the sidelines you know <laughs> yeah i know yeah but that's not the case at all right reality, so it's hard for you but... to watch because that is yeah. you really know what's going down and stuff yeah 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 yeah, yeah. for sure Okay, Mark, thanks so much for calling in. I, fu- I love your story. Um, thanks for telling it. And now get me your girl. Okay. All right. Do. Thanks, Mark. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.